0: Welcome to the Tipping Point Show, I'm Jimmy Evans. I'm joined today by Dr. Mark Hitchcock, who is a contributor here on endtimes.com. He has his own podcast, Marking the End Times. We're talking about what's happening right now in Israel, the things that are in the news right now, and where is all of this headed. We're also gonna be answering questions in a subscriber-only portion, we're talking about the end times the tribulation israel all of the things the rapture some very important information so we want you to stay tuned also if you're watching on youtube subscribe there's a subscribe button right there subscribe to this channel and also like this channel when you subscribe it just means you get everything that comes out from us it also when you like it it means that other people find out about it and you're helping somebody else also just want to remind you at give.endtimes.com you can give to this ministry if you we've been a blessing to you If we've touched you in some way and this is meaningful to you, go to give.endtimes.com. You can give a one-time gift. Uh, No gift is too small, no gift is too large. Also, you can make a recurring gift and help us build this ministry and help this uh, message keep coming back to you and many others. And endtimes.com, now, if you haven't subscribed there, go to endtimes.com and subscribe for $7 a month because we have podcasts, we have articles, We have all types of important information on there all week long to bless you, to encourage you, and to keep you informed on what's taking place. Stay tuned for today's program. It's going to be powerful. Well, I'm joined today by Dr. Mark Hitchcock. He is the senior pastor of Faith Bible Church in Edmond, Oklahoma. He's also a regular contributor here. He's written over 30 books on the end times and he has his own podcast called marking the end times here on endtimes.com he's a part of our conferences everything that we do and we're talking today about what's happening in israel the headlines that are happening in israel we will also be answering questions from our subscribers mark thank you for joining me today
1: great to be with you again as always we have
0: this new book that we have just written together it's called what's next the israel gaza war connecting today's headlines for tomorrow's prophetic events. And so this book, it was actually held up a couple of weeks by Amazon, but this, we talk in here about kind of the past and you did, you've did you done some podcasts recently on where mm-hmm. Israel came from. In other words, is this actually their land or are they occupiers, as people are saying? We talk mm-hmm. about it that in here. We talk about what's happening right now. We also talk about the prophetic implications of what's happening. What's happening in Israel right now um, is this is on a scale from one to ten just in my mind prophetically this is a ten this is this yeah. is something that is unprecedented in world history
1: this level of anti-Semitism do you believe that Sure I mean it's it's you know since the Holocaust I mean obviously the Holocaust was a concentration of, of anti-semitism in uh, Nazi Germany but now we're seeing it globally yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's the difference now. I mean, you know, you know, the world didn't really know what was going on in Germany. You know, finally, when these, you know, the, the concentration camps were freed, people realized the horror that had been going on in, in Germany and also in Poland and other places. But, yeah, yeah it's, it's global now. You you have 100,000 people in Paris, you know, 200,000 people in London. I yeah. mean, just they're just coming out and just filling the streets and uh, just. Filled with you know venomous hatred for for the Jewish people, you know it's something you, that you know, you could never even imagine, and, and if it happens to any any other group of people, um you know it's immediately decried, you know ju- justifiably. But when it happens to the Jewish people, it's just, you know, there, there's not, a, there's not a, a counterbalance or outcry against it. I know there's some things happening in our country, some pro-Israel marches that are taking place as uh-huh. well, but, but they're, nothing, they're nothing on the scale of the, the pro-Palestinian, the anti-Semitic uh, uh, rallies that are happening all around the world. Well, the, the amazing thing, and I don't know why we should be
0: amazed, but Bible prophecy says that the final scene of this age is the whole world marching against Israel. You know, mm-hmm. Zechariah 12, you know, other places in the Bible where it says they, they, they've all marched against Israel. So we see today that type of hatred toward the Jews that, could, well, there's already a war going on, but it could become at some point, it will become at some point an international effort to come and take Jerusalem away from the Jews.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, all you know, all of these uh prophecies in the end times really have to do with Israel, with with the world hating Israel. You have the Ezekiel 38-39 war over, you know, these, this Russian-Iranian coalition. They come into the land of Israel. They come against the Jews. God delivers them. You have the Zechariah 12. Um, you have Joel chapter 3, you know, God's going to gather the nations to the Valley of Jehoshaphat, you know, the Valley of Decision. That's the Kidron Valley, right, right next to—right to right on the east side of Jerusalem. So that's the that's the center point in in all the world, and what we see today is it's the center point in the world today. I mean, it's the focal point, it's the bullseye, it's ground zero, <clears throat> you know, whatever, whatever um, you know, metaphor you want to use. Um, and to see to see it happening, that we we've all known, you know, this is going to happen in in the end, you know, before Jesus comes back, but to see it just. It's just like it's just suddenly mushroomed before our eyes, really, everywhere in the world. It's really, even for those of us who believed it was going to happen and knew it was going to happen, it's still, I still think it's shocking. It's shocking.
0: Yeah, October 7th was the was the match that lit the gasoline. That We, needed, we didn't know how much gasoline was out there, but, it, yes. but it's world, worldwide. So we're going to talk about some articles, some things that are happening in the news right now. This is from Prophecy News Watch, and the headline says, Is worldwide Jew hatred setting the stage for the tribulation period. Let me just read just a few paragraphs here. It says, aside from the spiritual paradigm with which Christians view and stand with Israel, most rational people, even unbelievers, would have a sense that sympathizing with Hamash right now is akin to endorsing the kidnap, torture, rape, beheading, and murder of Jews. People who thought that the horrors of the Holocaust were long behind them have suddenly been shaken by a terrifying sense of foreboding, as people the world over call for the annihilation of the Jews once again. In the early stages of Hitler's plan to exterminate the Jews, perhaps ordinary people in far off nations would have pleaded ignorance to the Jewish plight on the basis that the news didn't reach them. However, this time around, the evidence of Jew hatred is there for all to see since anti Semites cannot resist posting their abhorrent material online. And so the question that this article is bringing up is, is the worldwide Jew hatred setting up the tribulation. And what I, what I believe, Mark, and I want to I get your take on this, the answer is yes. The answer is we're at the end. You, you know, we don't know how many days or weeks or months or years we have, but there's no doubt about the fact that these are the birth pains that Jesus talked about. The, the, the distress of nations, wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes, pestilence, famines, all those things. We're seeing the intensity of this happening. So the Antichrist, Before the tribulation, around the time of the rapture, there's going to be this answer man, the rider on the white horse of Revelation 6. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna come in, according to Daniel 9, and he is gonna confirm a seven year covenant with Israel. And so when I think the Psalm 83 war, the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, uh, Jeremiah 49, all of those things, those could happen any, any time. I mean, the, we're, the, the stage is set for that. But at some point, the Antichrist is going to arrive on the scene and solve the problem. What, what do you think about, do you think the Antichrist is around right now? You think that he could show up sometime soon?
1: Well, yes I mean you know if if the, if the Lord's comings in the next 30 40 50 years or so he has to be alive somewhere because he's not going to be a teenager when he takes power <laughs> he's gonna, probably even in his 20s he'll probably at least be 30s 40s 50s somewhere in that range so um, you know and you look at our world today I mean how much longer can that can the uh, uh, lid be be on on, on the, the the cauldron I mean it, it can't stay on very much longer so I I mean you know, no one can say, Oh, yeah, for sure the Antichrist is alive today, but by everything that we can see today, we'd have to believe the Antichrist is alive somewhere on the earth today, lurking in the shadows. And it's it's fascinating. He's gonna he's gonna come under the world as a as a friend of the Jewish people. Right. He's gonna look like their friend. It's gonna he's gonna come on this platform of peace. And He's going to, you know, be the Time Man of the Year. You know, he'll—I mean, he'll—he'll he'll probably well win the Nobel Peace Prize. I mean, he's going to be hailed as this person who's finally able to solve this problem over this Gordian knot that no one's been able to to solve. But at the midpoint of the tribulation, and, and you know, the greatest double cross of all time, he's going to—he's going to turn against the Jewish people. So this this iron fist that's going to be inside this velvet glove is going to come out. And he'll be the ultimate anti-Semite that the world has ever seen. He'll he'll be, you know, totally inspired and totally energized by Satan, probably indwelled by Satan. So he'll be, you know, Hitler plus. And it's going to be the the worst time for the Jewish people. You know, what we see today, the Bible says that, you know, two-thirds of the Jewish people are going to be cut off during the tribulation period. That's a stunning—you know, there's almost 15 million Jews. That's 10 million. That's more than the Holocaust. And you know, people think, well, how could that ever happen again? Well, you look at our world today and just this this gl- this global hatred for, for the Jewish people that's taken place. It, you know, we can see how it will happen and how the Antichrist, you know, as a person coming up in, in this whole situation now, will lead the world in this anti-Semitism. You know, it's interesting that, you know, I, I don't know if a lot of people have read the Hamas Charter. But I read I read it last night. The Hamas Covenant is uh, these thirty six articles. It was you know written in like nineteen eighty eight. That is the the most. That is the worst thing I've ever read in my entire life. Wow, and it's the most virulent anti Semitic. It's filled with conspiracy theories. Um, you know, there's can be no negotiation with the Jewish people. Right. I mean, it's it's the most categorically anti. It, it's it's I've read Mein Kampf. It's it's way way worse than Mein Kampf. Wow. And by the wow. way. Recently, there's an article that says that Israel that, uh, Israeli soldiers have discovered copies of, of Hitler's book, Mein Kampf, in, children, in a children's room that was used by Hamas. So they've been discovering copies of Mein Kampf there in Palestine, which, again, it, it all comes from the same thing. It's, it's fascinating. The uh, Hamas uh, was incubated back um, by, in the Muslim Brotherhood, which was founded in 1928. And one person I read this week said it arose in the same intellectual firmament as German Nazism and Italian fascism. Oh, wow. So it came about the Muslim Brotherhood at the same time, It's kind of incubated in this same period of time in this this anti-Semitism that we see in our world today that, that's increasing. But back then you had anti-Semitism kind of most of the world stood against it. And, and today we just see it. Uh, you know, it, it's something that, that's hard to believe, but it's it's obviously a clear setup uh, for what's coming. Yep, absolutely.
0: So this this is, you're talking about anti-Semitism. Children are being indoctrinated in this. And of course, we see it on the university campuses. But this is an article, Prophecy News Watch. It says, parents, do you know what your kids believe about Israel? And it says, global TikTok post for the uh, Israel-Hamas war. So this is TikTok. And the source of this is Axios. Stand with Palestine has 210,000 posts. Stand with Israel has 17,000 posts. And Mm -hmm. it says here, according to Harvard, according to a Harvard Harris poll, 51% of Americans age 18 to 24 believe Hamas was justified in its brutal terrorist attack on innocent Israeli citizens on October 7th. What about those under the age of 18? What do they think about Israel? A recent article in the Jerusalem Post explained that around five dozen individuals, some associated with Hamas and collectively boasting more than 100 million social media followers, have been waging a propaganda campaign against Israel on various social media platforms since the start of the Swords of Iron War of October 7th. And it goes on here to talk about TikTok and how TikTok is influencing young people, but the majority of young people today side with Hamas and believe that their attack was justified. That's that's very troubling.
1: Well, it is, but I think it, it all of that comes from this whole paradigm that people are being taught that young people are being taught against you know the oppressed and the oppressor. And if you can convince somebody that someone is an oppressor, then everything they do is bad, and if someone's oppressed, then everything they do is good. And so the whole whole fr- whole world has been kind of framed in this light, and. You know, Israel has been an oppressed people from uh, their from their beginning right. with Abraham. Yeah. They're oppressed in, in Egypt. They've been, you know, the, the pogroms against them with Haman and Antiochus Epiphanes and with Adolf Hitler. I mean, it's been one pogrom and persecution after another. And again, it's all uh, it's all energized by Satan. who's the ultimate anti-Semite who doesn't want God's promises with Israel to be fulfilled. That's right. But that, it, it comes out of that whole milieu of this oppressed oppressor. And, you know, the Jews came in 1948. You know, most of the land that, 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 that they have, they purchased. That's right. Yeah, they purchased the land. They were attacked simultaneously by five Arab nations. And the people who were living there, many of them fled. They left. Well, the Jews didn't let them come back because, you know, they don't know what these people's intentions were. And it's all, you know, that Israel came in and just stole their land. They bought most of it. People fled. They took the land there. Certainly the Jewish people aren't perfect. I mean, the Jewish nation isn't perfect. No one would say that. But it's all it's all coming from these young people today, from their mindset of this oppressed, oppressor viewpoint. And so they're going to immediately, you know, jump to the conclusion to be on the side. But to be, be on Hamas side, but to say that the attack that happened on October 7th was justified, that's, that's a, a, a level of uh, brutality and acceptance of that and, and, and uh, really glorifying that, that that I don't think we've ever seen before. And that's troubling because that's this younger generation. Yeah,
0: the, the Secretary General of the United Nations, Guterres, came out two weeks ago and said that it was justified. He said that because of the the oppression of Israel, that it was no wonder that Hamas acted the way that they did against their oppression. Mm -hmm. So again, this is the young people. It's a a lot of the university. And and I I said this, Mm -hmm. I was uh, bringing a message a couple of weekends ago and I made this statement. I think that parents and taxpayers in the United States need to think through how long we're gonna send our children and our grandchildren to universities to learn to hate God, hate America, and hate Israel, mm. because they're being indoctrinated in many cases. Yes, and if they come against yes. these professors, they pay a price for it. And so th- this is this is a troubling thing. I think you have another article there, Mark.
1: Yes, um, I got an article. You know, there's there's an interesting one that says there'll never be a better time for Israel to strike in Iran. <laughs> That's a, a fascinating topic because what what many are saying right now is you know Iran has been kind of getting off the hook. You know, they're they're just using Absolutely. these proxies or their surrogates for 20 years. They've been just letting other people do their dirty work, and so that's an article in uh, Haaretz. It's an opinion opinion uh, piece, but saying that Iran ha- is going to have to pay the price themselves for what they're doing. And you know, you can attack Hamas, you can attack Hezbollah, you can attack the Houthis down in Yemen. You know, all these different, but s- sooner or later, Israel, Iran has to pay the price, and so it's being said, you know, this is the time for Israel to strike Iran and hit Iran and make Iran pay the price. Now, we all know if that were to take place, it would set, you know, the dominoes would begin to fall. But, you know, it, it may be that Israel will, will do that here at some point in time, and the United States as well, because we've, we've had, last count I have, it goes up every day, 52 attacks right. against our bases in Iraq and Syria. And eventually, we're going to have to go and hit the source of this, not these, these pinprick attacks from these, you know, small proxy groups that are there. So, you know, if that takes place, that can also be a major, a major uh, lighting of the fuse for the God, may God war. If Israel or the United States or both do something directly uh, against Iran, that that would be a major, major escalation of this. But you know, here again, we have this article. This is the best time for Israel right now to do this. To while they're at it, to just kind of go ahead and you know eliminate eliminate these enemies. Hamas, Hezbollah would be next, and they even take action against Iran. So. Now, that's very possible that that, that that could happen, I think, in the not-too-distant future. Well, we, the United
0: States has massive military assets in the Persian mm-hmm. Gulf, in the Mediterranean. We have bases in Saudi Arabia, bases in Iraq. We've got a lot of capability. And what I have thought is uh, the United States, I believe, could possibly strike Iran to take, the, uh, to take the, the, that responsibility off of Israel and put it on us, cause we have we have enough justification to bomb Iran, number one, just to keep them from becoming a nuclear power, you know, because they're just about to become. But um, in southern Iran, which is Elam, Jeremiah 49 prophesies the destruction of Elam. Uh, and it seems as though if that could be a fulfillment if the United States and or Israel would strike Elam, that could be a fulfillment mm-hmm. of Jeremiah 49. But I totally agree with you. I, I agree with two things. Iran is the head of the serpent. You, you can dance mm-hmm. with the snake all you want to. The head of the serpent is Iran. And you're mm-hmm. not gonna deal with it decisively until you deal with them. But the other thing is, this is a good time to strike Iran because you take away their momentum because they've done a masterful job of creating all of these proxies uh, all around Israel to now be a, a real major threat to them. If they, especially Hezbollah right now, if Hezbollah enters into the fray and they've been escalating their attacks, Hezbollah has a tremendous amount of military power.
1: It's been called, that this network of proxies, has been they've been called the axis of resistance, you know, that are coming against Israel, and of course the United States. And, you know, Israel's been called by them, the little Satan, the United States is the great Satan, you know, and, and the United States, we, we need to be on alert because as many people have been warning here lately, we're next. You know, they want to they want to get Israel, but we're next. I mean, we're we're the great Satan that has to be eliminated. You know, what's fascinating to me is Joel Rosenberg. Some years ago, I heard him make a statement. I've never forgotten it. Um, He referred to Iran that the Mullah leadership there. not, Not all the people of Iran, but their Mullah regime that runs the country as an apocalyptic genocidal death cult. Wow. Now that's a load. That's a that's a lot stated there, but an apocalyptic, genocidal death call, You're hearing a lot about genocide, but they want to wipe Israel off the map. In fact, years ago, when Mahmoud Ahmadinejad was the president of Iran, he said they wanted to wipe Israel off the map. And someone said, "Well, that's good. At least he's recognizing they're on the map. You know, because <laughs> they don't they don't normally have them on their map." But. What we what we sometimes forget in all of this too with Iran there, there isn't there's an apocalyptic element to all of this with, with Iran in Iran are 12 or Shiites uh, they believe that their Mahdi will return someday in a time of great chaos and warfare but they believe that is that Jerusalem has to be uh, taken and that Israel has to be eliminated before their Mahdi can return so there's a there's a, an entire uh, apocalyptic element to all of this, and I think many people in the West who just see this as a you know yeah. kind of a, yeah. a political or a military uh, uh, war don't see this this element to that, and they believe that they can hasten and accelerate the coming of their Mahdi right. by by destroying uh, Israel and 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 capturing Jerusalem. So. That that whole idea of it's a genocidal death cult, but this apocalyptic elements there, and it, it's it's throughout all of uh, of, of, of uh, Iran's actions, and I think we need to take that into account. This is part of their setup for their view of the end times, which they believe they can try. they can bring to pass. Yeah, they're they they are motivated by
0: something greater than a military problem or a political problem. They they have a religious conviction that they have to destroy Israel. Now this is. There was a summit this week, uh, this past week, in uh, Saudi Arabia, and unusually, Iranian President it was Ibrahim Raisi, he was there, uh, and he called. This is this is from Jewish News Syndicate. Iranian President calls to eliminate Jewish state. Uh, Iranian President Ibrahim Raisi called on Saturday for the creation of a Palestinian state from the river to the sea. A general rallying cry necessitating the destruction of Israel. The Jewish state is bordered by the Jordan River on the east and the Mediterranean Sea to the west. Racy made the threat in Saudi Arabia at a summit of Arab and Muslim leaders on Israel's war against the Hamas terror group. And this is quoting him now. The only solution for this conflict is the resistance continuing against the Israeli oppression until the establishment of a Palestinian state from the river to the sea Racy also called for the West to sanction and boycott the Jewish state for charges to be leveled against Israel and the United States at the International Criminal Court and for inspections of the Jewish state's nuclear facilities. So this is, he, he wants Israel, to, he's just coming out openly and saying it. And again, Mark, this is the power behind all the proxies that are causing the immediate problems for Israel. This, they want Israel destroyed. And so this is in, right. this is in the headlines. So this, this is why I'm saying at the beginning, I just don't see this getting better. Now, until the Antichrist shows up, mm-hmm. I think this is a cauldron that is gonna sit there and stew. I do believe uh, the, at some point in time, Ezekiel 38 and 39, uh, Psalm 83, and by the way, Psalm 83, and I've got my Bible open here, Psalm 83, in, in my Bible under Psalm 83, it says, prayer to frustrate conspiracy against Israel. That's the heading of the chapter. It's a Psalm of Asaph, and it says, Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace, and do not be still, O God. For behold, your enemies make a tumult. Those who hate you have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against your people, and have consulted together against your sheltered ones. They have said, Come, and let let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel be remembered no more. And it then goes on to list the, the nations doing it, and it's all the uh, nations directly around them. But it, it says here, Assyria, I'm sorry, uh, Gibal, Amalek, Philistia, and the inhabitants of Tyre, that is the Gaza. Assyria is also joined with them. They have helped the, the children of Lot. So this, what we're seeing right now is a conspiracy. It's a coalition of nations saying, let's destroy Israel. Let's cut them off from being a nation. Mm -hmm. That's what Iran is saying. That's what their proxies are saying. This isn't just a war to get land. This is an effort to destroy the nation of Israel. That is Psalm 83. So whether we're seeing the beginning of Psalm 83 or whatever, This is a a conspiracy to destroy the nation of Israel completely.
1: Well, that's right. Iran believes in their their Shia uh, apocalyptic uh, view that they believe that Israel has to be taken and Jews worldwide have to be destroyed. And that's why all this talk of a two-state solution is just totally a total fallacy. You know, they want to go back to 1967 mortars for a two-state solution. Well, what happened in 1967? Israel was constantly (laughs) being attacked. So. That that's just a, a total, um, you know, a total uh, smokescreen, you know, to have this two state So they don't want to, you know, as you just read in that article, that the president of Iran, uh, the Ayatollah there, the Ayatollah, they don't want a two state solution. That's right. It's from the river to the sea. Right. They want Israel eliminated. All the two-state solution is the so-called two-state solution. People talk about is just a, a step, one more step to wiping out the, the Jewish people. And if the Jewish people give up the Golan Heights, if those who've been to Israel, uh, you know they're, they're they're finished. Yeah. So that's that's the goal. It's it's the total eradication of Israel, and that's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible. That's where the Bible says everything is headed, and the Antichrist will be Satan's final instrument. To try to, to to bring that to pass, but you know the good news is that ultimately God will deliver His people; they will they will be they will be preserved, and God will fulfill His covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and exactly. Jacob, and with His descendants. And so that's the good news: God's ultimately going to prevail in this. But it's going to be a there's a lot of <laughs> terrible things that are going to happen before we get to that point where God delivers Israel. So Israel is in
0: a ground a major ground operation right now in Gaza. Uh, I think they've had 4,300 strikes in Gaza so far, militarily, killed a lot of the terrorists. Um, The uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu has stated openly that when this is over, they're not giving control of this back to obviously Hamas or the Palestinian Authority, that Israel will occupy Gaza. I don't know if it's indefinitely, but this, this adds another dimension to the problem already. A two-state solution says that East Jerusalem, the West Bank, possibly the Golan Heights goes back to Syria, but a two-state solution just means they, they had already given up the Gaza, now they're taking it back, is what Netanyahu is saying. Then you have East Jerusalem. Do you think, what do you think the significance of that is, that Israel is taking control of Gaza?
1: Well, it's just going to continue. The, the outcry in the world is just going to become greater and greater against that. Because, again, it's just going to reinforce this idea. Well, they're occupiers. You know, they're the oppressors. Yeah, you know, Israel's been out of Gaza since 2006. They have their own government there. In fact, a right. friend of mine just sent me a picture, uh, our, our guide in Israel, Ronnie Cohen, of the Golani Brigade inside the the, the headquarters of, of Hamas in Gaza City. You know, they, they've taken that. Um so yeah, you know, they, they they've taken all, it, but it's just going to increase this idea, you know, that they're they're the oppressors. But Israel's been out of there since 2006. That they've had their own government, yeah. Gaza, with all the money they've received, the three leaders of Hamas combined are worth seven billion dollars. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the the main two leaders are each worth three billion. The third in command is worth two billion. So the commanders of Hamas, the three leaders are worth $7 billion. Where's all this money that's been going in there? Where's it been going to, to line their pockets? Gaza should be a a, a resort. It ought to be like Qatar. It ought to be you know, like these yeah. beautiful places in the Middle East, all the money that's flowing in there. They can do whatever they want there, but they have a venomous satanically energized hatred for Israel that blinds them to, to everything else. But that's well, the problem when Israel, you know, if Israel stays there and you know occupies that area for some period of time, it's just going to reinforce this idea that Israel are occupiers, and it's just going to ratchet up even more more uh, the the anti the, the anti Semitism in our world today. Tragically, but they have to do that to protect themselves.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's a, this no win situation for Israel. They, it is. They, it's a no. There's win. nothing they can do, right? Yes. In this situation. We're gonna go to the subscriber-only portion of the program right now, but before we do that, let me tell you, Mark and I have our new book, What's Next, The Israel-Gaza War, connecting today's headlines to tomorrow's prophetic events. It's talking about what's happening right now in Israel and the Middle East and the prophetic implications. If you don't have a copy of this, go to amazon.com and you can get a copy of this book right now. Let me also say, if this program's been a blessing to you, maybe even if you're a subscriber, I want you to give. I want you to consider helping us out financially. We're expanding as a ministry. We're trying to add new features and new people on the on the site. And so you can go to give.endtimes.com. You can give any size gift. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And also, you can give a recurring gift if you want to give every month or every quarter or whatever. You can make your gift a recurring gift. So go there right now if you haven't already. If you're not a subscriber, go to endtimes.com, $7 a month. We would love to have you become a subscriber so you can get everything we have, the full show, all of our podcasts, all of our articles, endtimes.com. If you are a subscriber, stay tuned. We're going to answer questions.